0: growing in the hard places in our paved church parking lot a delicate white flower grows with mary abandoned it's nestled up against a paving stone its face turned toward the warmth of the sun its roots stretch deep through the asphalt sipping water from the fine mist of a distant sprinkler the circumstances couldn't be worse for growth and it's doing better than many of my flowers set in perfect conditions. I've wondered how it's even possible but been delighted at its persistent blossoms. I couldn't help but think there was a spiritual lesson here. As we know, God is the best gardener. Genesis 1 describes the beauty of his magnificent creation. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant. And the trees that grow seed-bearing fruit, these seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that's what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants with trees, with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And Genesis 2 describes the beauty of his garden. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees to grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden. Everything his human creation needed was there. They had want of nothing, but sadly, it still wasn't enough as their disobedience illustrated. And so they lost this beautiful garden and the close relationship they'd enjoyed with their heavenly father. Yet he longed for his creation, and so he made another garden and placed his son in it. It was the Garden of Gethsemane. It was in this garden that the Son of God prayed, his soul crushed with grief to the point of death. He asked his friends to stay and watch with him, but they could not, and they succumbed to sleep. Yet he persisted, bowing in submission to his Heavenly Father, asking that this cup of suffering be taken away from him. Yet he surrendered his will his father, knowing that we could only be redeemed, our broken relationship restored if he paid the enormous debt of our sin with his blood. Because his love was greater than our price, he gave his life, for God chose him as our ransom long before the world began. Two gardens, Eden and Gethsemane, two great gifts from God that we may walk with him forevermore. God is still making gardens. He gave the children of Israel the Garden of Deliverance. When he led them into the land, he promised them, as we read in Joshua 24, I gave you land you had not worked on, and I gave you towns you did not build, the towns where you are now living. I gave you vineyards and olive groves for food, though you did not plant them. He generously gave them freedom And to keep them from fear, he asked only that they fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. When we don't know where to go and what decisions to make, God takes us to his garden of counsel. As we read in Isaiah 58, the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. And when life is difficult and hard, he promises a garden of hope. I will return her vineyards to her, he says in Hosea 2, and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. She will give herself to me there as she did long ago when she was young, when I freed her from her captivity in Egypt. And when we face loss and our hearts are full of sorrow, God places us in his garden of comfort. Says the prophet Isaiah, the Lord will comfort Israel again and have pity on her ruins. Her desert will blossom like Eden, her barren wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. Moreover, God gives us a garden of everlasting and unconditional love as he declares in Song of Solomon 7, Let us get up early and go to the vineyards to see if the grapevines have budded, if the blossoms have opened, and if the pomegranates have bloomed. There, I will give you my love. And we can trust in him in these things, for he has given us his son, Jesus, whose righteousness will be like a garden in early spring with plants springing up everywhere, we read in Isaiah 61. But what about right now, you might say? Today, I'm living in a desert. There is no well-watered garden for me right now. To you, the Spirit would say God turns deserts into pools of water, the dry land into springs of water, as we read in Psalm 107. He will take us from this place of desolation into a place of hope and a future of promise. And we read about this in Isaiah 35, what a beautiful passage. Even the wilderness and desert will be glad in those days. The wasteland will rejoice and blossom with spring crocuses. Yes, there will be an abundance of flowers and singing and joy. The deserts will become as green as the mountains of Lebanon, as lovely as Mount Carmel or the plain of Sharon. There the Lord will display his glory, the splendor of our God. with this news strengthen those who have tired hands and encourage those who have weak knees say to those with fearful hearts be strong and do not fear for your god is coming to destroy your enemies he is coming to save you when he comes he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. the lame will leap like a deer and those who cannot speak will sing for joy springs will gush forth in the wilderness and streams will water the wasteland. the parched ground will become a pool, and springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. Marsh grass and reeds and rushes will flourish where desert jackals once lived. That is our hope and our promise. So when will this be for you, you might cry. To you is the promise given to King Hezekiah. This year you will eat what grows by itself. In the second year, what springs from that? But in the third year, watch out, sow and reap, plant vineyards and eat their fruit. Once more, a remnant of the house of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above. For out of Jerusalem will come a remnant and out of Mount Zion, a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. So if today you are like Abraham, you've taken your spouse's advice and now find yourself facing her anger when it doesn't work out the way she wanted, know for sure that God will still fulfill his promise to you. Your Isaac is coming. If you are a woman like Abigail who has married a cruel man and had to maintain your faith despite his drunkenness and rage. God has heard your cry and will answer your prayers, turning a hopeless situation into one of beauty and fulfillment, as we read in 1 Samuel 25. Perhaps you are a hardworking man like David, and despite your best efforts, you know your boss hates you. Well, hold on. God plans on taking you from such a dead-end place to one where his glory abounds as we read what happened to David in 1 Samuel 19 and on to 1 Samuel 24 and then 2 Samuel 2. You may be a woman whose lifestyle has cut her off from her family and friends and you find yourself alone in this world. Know that Jesus has come for you and offered you the water of life, as we read in John 4. Or you're a woman like Dorcas who is who is given again and again throughout your life but still illness comes and all seems over for you jesus would say he still has a garden waiting for you as he did for her in acts 9 perhaps you're facing the hardships from leaders who are working against you like peter whose policies and decisions make it difficult to live out your faith fear not for he will deliver you as he did peter To all of us, the Holy Spirit would say the time comes when the grain and grapes will grow faster than they can be harvested. Then the terraced vineyards on the hills of Israel will drip with sweet wine. Your future of hope is on its way. Wait for it, beloved. God is growing a garden for you, a garden of deliverance and comfort and restoration and hope and everlasting love. Step into his bounty. He waits for you there. Amen. And amen.